Hello, I'm Ben from Wagon Teaching. Do you find it hard to personalise the learning in your lessons? Do you sometimes feel like you're not catering for all the pupils in your class? If so, then I've got the perfect video for you because today I'm going to talk about differentiation. Differentiation is one of those words that's one, difficult to say, or at least I struggle to say it, but it's also one of those buzzwords that sometimes isn't very clear on what it is that is expected. For me, I like to turn it into personalised learning, understanding each child in your class, how they like to learn and how you're going to get each of them children to where you want to be by the end of a lesson or by the end of a unit. But how you do that sometimes can be a little bit challenging, particularly when you've got large groups of learners. So today I'm going to give you a few tips on how you can differentiate your lessons, you can add that into your planning and hopefully you'll be catering for all the children in your classroom. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is what is differentiation and ultimately what are the different ways we can personalise learning for students. And for me there are five broad forms of differentiation. Number one is time. Giving students more time or less time to complete the same activity. Some students will have to think about things for a bit longer so you may give them a longer period of time and some children you may challenge to answer or solve problems in a shorter space of time in order to move them on. The second way is through outcome. Now personally I don't really like differentiation by outcome all the time because what that means is your expectations of one child is different from another expectation of a child. Now of course sometimes we have to lower expectations for some children particularly if they have special educational needs etc so we differentiate by what their outcome will be for the end of the lesson however generally speaking I would prefer to have the same outcomes and try and get every child to the same outcome but in different ways but it's always worth understanding that sometimes children do have to have different expectations and outcomes particularly as I said for those SEN children the third way to differentiate, which is really powerful, is the tools that you give them. And that could be resources, digital resources, and how they promote the thinking for the children. Sometimes a picture or an image or a video can support some children far better than others. And also scaffolds are really important to allow some children to think in different steps, rather than trying to do the whole thing at once. The fourth one is people. Of course, yes, you as a teacher are the perfect way to differentiate. The questions you ask, the groups that you work with are all forms of differentiation. But also the children can help each other personalise the learning. For example, working in a team is far more suited to some students, whereas others prefer to work individually, independently, on their own. And so the way you structure the classroom and the way you organise the students together can actually support in personalising the learning. And finally, interests. Interests and hooks are one ways of engaging different pupils. If you're constantly using football as a reference, you're not necessarily going to attract the children who don't like football. If you're constantly referring to magical kingdoms and fairies, etc., again, you may not cater for other children's interests. So it's really important that you mix up the engagement and the hooks that you're using in your lessons so you're personalising and learning for all the different interests in your classroom. So that's generally how you can differentiate during your lessons. However, I'm going to break down a few handy tips now on how you can personalise the learning in innovative ways. 
So the first way you can personalize the learning for students is through questions. Shallow questions, medium questions, and low questions. If you want to know more in detail about this, then I have a whole 20 minute CPD on YouTube just about asking different types of questions. But ultimately, it's about how you ask closed questions and then open questions. Open questions allow children to think a lot deeper, but closed questions can sometimes guide children to their thought processes. So you might start asking a child really shallow questions, what's the answer to this, what's the answer to that, and then open it up by how do you know. How do you know requires a child to think a bit deeper and start to explain their understanding. For some students that might be a bit too much, but for others you're challenging them further. So sometimes if a child is really gifted and really shows they've got a good understanding of concepts, ask them how do they know and to explain what's going on challenges them even further. So that's one way of personalizing the learning. Another clever way to differentiate is same activity, different rules. Differentiation sometimes can feel like you have to come up with lots of different worksheets for all the different abilities in your class. That's not necessarily true. They can all do the same activities, but change the rules. So a perfect example for this is in mathematics. A low ability group might be working with a smaller amount of numbers, one or two digits. A middle ability group might be working with three digit numbers. And a top ability group might still be working with three digit numbers, but be working backwards. So instead of adding one number to another and finding the answer, they know what the first number is, they know what their answer is, and they have to find what the middle number is. So they have to work backwards. It's the same activity, so you don't have to explain what to do to each individual group, but it allows for personalized learning. But ultimately, it will save you time. This is one of the most interesting ones that I've seen in recent years, is self-differentiation. This works really well in PE. For example, imagine you've got a bunch of footballers on a playground, and you put them in a giant ladder. So you've got zone one, zone two, zone three, and zone four. The children all start in zone one and dribble around the box. Every time the ball comes out of that box, they then have to move to the next zone, to zone two. The aim really is for the children to stay in zone one. However, if the children are dribbling around in a big group, naturally the children that can't dribble the ball as well will drop down to zone two. And slowly, they will also drop down to zone three and zone four. The children will naturally differentiate into groups of really good dribblers in zone one that have not lost the ball, right down to the children that are finding it really challenging to dribble the ball. This can be adapted into other subjects as well. For example, mathematics, where the children can start on something that's quite simple. If they find it really easy, they move on to the next zone. After about 10 minutes, you suddenly have four differentiated groups with children that are finding the work really challenging, right up to children that are finding it quite easy and are ready to move on to something more complex. It's self-differentiation, so you're not selecting the ability of your children. The children are naturally showing you what they're capable of. And the final one, which is really basic, but quite really effective, is staggered starts. More often than not, when you're in a lesson, you'll see a teacher with all the children in front of them. They're teaching, and then they let them all go. Is it realistic that all the children are gonna have the same understanding at the same time? It's always worth setting a staggered start. Allow the children to come to the carpet, teach it once or twice, and then test them with a quick question on their knowledge. If some of them are confident, let them go. For the ones that aren't confident, let them sit back and stay for you to work through a few more. Stagger it again, let the children go who are confident, and then the children that still haven't got it, you can form a guided group and do a focused guided group with them at a table. 
That will allow the children who are really confident to get on with more challenging activities quickly and give you more time to focus on the children that find it a bit more difficult, slow the pace down, give the children a bit more time to develop their understanding. And so there it is, a video on differentiation. It's such a big topic with so many ideas. And personalised learning from one teacher to another can be different, from one school to another. But ultimately what it's about is you adapting your lessons and making sure that all your children are learning as well as they can be. You're not going to get it right all the time. But develop your confidence in when a child surprises you and they can do something more or better than you thought, then move them on as quickly as you can. And equally, if a child surprises you and they're not quite as confident as you thought, then slow it down, take it back to the basics and build their understanding at a slightly slower pace. That way all the children are going to be happy and all the children are going to succeed and you're going to grow as a teacher. So I hope you found this video useful. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel where I have lots of different CPD videos on life as a teacher in Dubai and how to develop your teaching practice. I'm Ben from Wagga Teaching. Have a really great day.